welcome to the Free Range Coach Podcast. My name is Rod Jans. My guest today is Eric Holmberg. Eric lives with his wife, Sherry, kids, and a 50-pound Wheaton Terrier. He enjoys local snowboarding in the winter, reservoir water sports in the summer, and heading to his next coastal destination to lead sailboat coaching adventures. Now, please help me welcome Eric Holmberg. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Free Range Coach podcast. On the line with me today is Eric Holmberg, and he his coaching company name is Novatus. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. He's one hour north of Denver, I was learning, before we got on the call and the beautiful area of the world, an active area of the world, which is really cool, right? They, they have quite a reputation for that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So just as we dive in, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about your own journey in becoming a coach. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, thanks for the opportunity here. Appreciate it. So for the coaching journey, I had been on the receiving end of a lot of coaching and consulting. I'm a diehard entrepreneur, incorrigible as it were, a small business owner as well. And it made it such a huge difference for me and got me to accomplish such incredible goals that I decided to dive into it myself and sort of basically give back. So over the last few years, I've been just chewing through as many coach training courses as, as I can and engaging in as many opportunities as I can. And you know, over the last two years, I've opened my own practice and started, started it on my own. One of the viewpoints or philosophies, I guess, that we have of free range coaching is, is it experiential coaching? And I wonder if what's, what your experiential coach idea is, like, how do you involve people in your coaching or maybe you're not currently doing it, but you want to do it in the future, but you know what I mean by that? How, how, what's your idea for that? Sure. Yeah. Good question. So. What brought me here, I could give you just a little bit of background, which will tie into that, is I've gotten to know Terry Barkman through Sail, Sailboat Coaching International. Even though I'm here in Colorado, I'm actually also a diehard sailor and very passionate about being on the water. It's home to me. And so sailboat coaching is, is how, again, I connected with Terry. And before COVID hit, we were discussing some joint ventures and how to work together as well. And we're, we're still in conversation about that. But yes, the whole idea of getting teams of people on a boat and having that experience where they're learning something in a new environment, not only about how to operate a boat and to read the wind and to feel into everything, but also learn some personal development skills and uh, leadership skills. So that's, yeah, that's my jam. My claim to fame is I actually took my family sailing for about two years and crossed the Atlantic twice with them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's strange. I'm a sailor trapped in Colorado, but so it is. Yeah. So what was that like? Tell us a little bit more about that trip. I'm sure people would love to hear more about that or those trips. Sure. Well, yeah, it was, it was a nonstop, you know, constant live aboard. I mean, I could probably fill a number of hours with stories, but uh, from a high level, you know, it was everything. It was a life at five miles an hour. Everything was quiet. You know, the whole sensory perception shifted. So there, was, there wasn't there was much privacy. 
but no one had to raise their voice to say anything to anyone, right? There was no use for cell phones or anything of that nature. And then just being able to experience so many different cultures, right? Whether that's from the Caribbean to the Azores and Morocco and Spain and the Balearics, and we even went to Guyana and French Guyana, Suriname, all of these areas, they all have their own interesting customs and their own food. And it's just fascinating to step into a different world kind of with your own floating RV, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was all of that. Of course, the, the weather was really the determining factor about the life experience, right? I mean, we, we could be living in a house here and, it, it, you know, I don't know about you. I'm in my basement, right? It could be snowing outside. It could be lightning, thunder. Yeah, yeah. whatever, right? But if you're on a boat, you're in it. So that was that was kind of a pivotal thing. Like I said, I could keep going, but that's that's a high level. Yeah, cool. But I really like the idea of sailboat coaching. I, I, you know, when I was from the time I was 16 to about 23, I worked at a summer camp every year. And one of, the, one of my main activities that I taught was sailing. So I could, I could kind of relate and see how it'd be a wonderful activity to, for team building and for coaching and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I can, I can see why you're into that and where, why you're, why you're pursuing that as a, as a coaching practice or an experiential coaching practice. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And what does your coaching practice look like today? So I'm, I'm growing it. And of course, we're all kind of waiting for COVID to ease in order to do the long distance type of travel. But I'm really reaching out to local teams here in Colorado to do executive coaching and to do team trainings as well in conjunction with some other consultants to really bring the tools that I have learned over the years to fruition. You know, I my background is I've grown a contracting company. I started in 08, sold it in 2014. When I went sailing for two years, the sail fell apart. Everything went sideways. And in fact, we lost the boat. Oh, Hit a reef and broke up underneath us. Came back in 2016, started over from absolute zero with the business and with everything else, doubled the company. And I just hit that huge plateau there where it's like, hey, what are we going to do now? We kind of crested the top of the way over the top of the mountain. And uh, yeah, so now I'm, I'm really here to be in service to others and help them achieve their goals. Cause I feel like, sure, I've got other goals, but I really get juice from helping other people find out what's in their way and to help them build their own businesses and teams. So I, I've invested a lot into Enneagram training. I've done level two team Enneagram training. And I've used it and manifested it in my own team. And it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. So I'm here to train others with it. That's great. I, I took it, my wife and I took an Enneagram course recently. It was all based on how, on, on conflict and your, your Enneagram number and how you deal with conflict. And then they had a panel of people who would go up and they grouped them together. I, I, I won't go into, I won't go to, into it, but they had three different Enneagram numbers sit together and they talked about how they dealt with conflict. It was really, it was very, really, really eye-opening. It was so, yeah, I just, I love the ending up and the people who were leading that course were actually, they used it in counseling, not in coaching, but mm-hmm. oh no, one was a counselor and the other two were, were actually coaches. So they, they coached people using the Enneagram. So yeah, what a fantastic tool. Hey, yeah, it's very dynamic, very, very deep. Yeah. So speaking of that kind of thing, something we 
I, I think a lot of people are attracted to coaching or one of the things that they love about it, and you mentioned it off the top as well, is that we get to help people kind of break through obstacles. And I'm wondering if you've seen that in your own coaching practice, and maybe if you could just speak to one or two people that you're thinking about, maybe an obstacle that they faced and how you helped them through it, or maybe they helped themselves or whatever, but how they got through that obstacle. It, it could even be yourself as an example. Sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So, so to break through obstacles, let me speak on that. So, so for me, really what pulled me to coaching is, let me speak about that first, is having the tools and the abilities, not only to deal with what's in front of us, but now we've got those tools to deal with uh, things that come up in the future. So, you know, for example, I did my coach training and what it really unearthed for me is I had a whole lot of resentment stored in my body as a result of being bullied when I was a kid. And I had no idea that it was just lingering in there for so long and how much pain can be stored in the body and how it can be processed. And of course, it's processed in a very nonlinear way because emotions are nonlinear by their very nature. And I went through a lot of coaching myself on that. And it, you know, it, it basically took the punch out of everything, out of, out of all that was holding me back is what I'll put it to you that way. I mean, there's, it was a really long process and you know what, um, still going through it. I don't, I don't know any good or fantastic coach out there who hasn't unpacked their own stuff, right? That everybody's got it. And coaches, great coaches have the courage to face it and then use that opportunity to help others, right? And that the pain can become the power. So for example, by reaching into that, I'm, I'm, I was able to pull out a lot of empathy and kind of connectedness to others because I connected with myself. So I have been able to use this in others in the form of uh, whether it's intuition or just direct powerful questioning that basically gets people unstuck in themselves as well as their teams and their business, because it's really all connected. When we work on one thing, then we work on the rest of it too, because it's just organically, everything moves together, right? So I have had situations where I'm working with people and they're stuck in a relationship or, or looking for someone and on the personal side, because I've done personal coaching as well. And they get that aha moment, you know, that light in the eye that's just like, oh, and they just have the tone change. I've never really, never, never really looked at it that way. Yeah. You know, you just get that. And that's juice for me. That's, that's juice. That's almost worth more than the money, right? <laughs> yeah, those, those aha moments. And getting, being able to be a part of that is just fantastic. It's, or to, just to be a witness. And you're like, yeah, to be a witness. Great yeah. term for that. Great term for that. So one of the questions that we like to ask people is just how they inspire others. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever done one of those exercises where you get a group of people and you all just say what you see in those other people. Like if you were to participate in an exercise like that, maybe you have done that before. What do you think would be the main thing that people would say about you? Like how, 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 how what do you think is your, what's the main inspiring thing about you? 
Sure. I would say boldness and authenticity, just willingness to just be real and sit in the discomfort, right? So we're talking about Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram four. Okay. It took me a while to get used to that. And for those who are not familiar with that, that's the intense creative. So there's a lot of introspection, but they're really known as truth teller. Mm. They're the ones who are like, they're ready with the truth bomb. Bam. You know, there it is. Yeah. Uh, But also just the boldness, you know, we can prepare all we want, but in order to untie from the dock and sail across an ocean, you know, one of those trips is 25 days without seeing land. Yeah. It takes a certain amount of boldness. Now, sometimes it can borderline on crazy and there's a very fine line there, right? (laughs) It all comes down to the result, right? But just that boldness and that willingness to take a calculated risk, I would say I'm definitely, definitely known for that. That's great. Yeah, I can hear that. I was going to say, I can hear that already in the the things that you've told us. And my daughter, by the way, is an Enneagram 4 as well. So I've seen her do things like that. Like when she was 19, she went, and did the Camino just by herself, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Was, it bold. Yeah, that's bold. Right. So, and then I was going to say you're sailing like that. That's, that's very bold as well. Up and down the coast of Africa. It sounds like you were doing that. And that's amazing. That takes a lot of courage to do that kind of thing with your family. And yeah, right on. And then intent and then intensity and the authenticity. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the only way I know how to be. Yeah. It's really hard for me to hide some sort of truth from someone or to just don't beat around the bush. It's like, well, here's where I am. It comes out in my mannerisms and in the way that I speak, not just in the words I use. So, yeah. I bet you really enjoy coaching for that reason too, because they're not, they're intense, they're deep, intense conversations. You're not just messing around on the surface, right? You're talking about things that really matter to people and are, are important and deep. Yeah, absolutely. So I find myself having to ask, well, not having to, but choosing to ask for permission first. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, yeah. are you okay if we go deeper? Because I don't go as deep as anybody wants to go, but sometimes the time's not right or they're not ready. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I know that when like I'm receiving coaching, it's like, it's always a, always a bit of a, like, I know it's going to be good, but I- I usually go into it dreading it a little bit because it is a little bit like surgery and at without any without any painkillers, you know. And I do, well, it's work. I mean, good coaching is work, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's work on behalf of the the client or coachee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Let's see here. I'll edit this out. But okay, we are running through some typical questions. We want to. We're doing that on purpose. We want to have have a bit of a format and and get people. And have people get the opportunity to know our free range coaches. So one of the next questions on our list here is what's a time when you were afraid and you overcame it? I'm when I was afraid and I overcame, but just trying to pick one. (laughs) There's a, there's a good number of them. Well, I mean, I could, I could pull a sailing example out. You know, we, we went through a five day storm and, you know, we had confused seas you know normally when you're sailing you've got a rhythm where you can you, you can plan your next step right you know you know waves coming and you're like well i think i'll go grab my sandwich from over here come back etc cetera, etc cetera, right but with confused seas they're just coming from any particular direction at any time and you know as captain of the boat i wasn't sure and i wasn't confident and i didn't know when the end was i didn't know if it was going to get worse 
you know, this went on for like five days. And, and the thing is, it's like we had nobody could really sleep because there wasn't a rhythm. And so when we mm-hmm. sleep, we can't make good decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and that's really why in any long distance journey, we need good crew and people that we can depend on a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, how old were your kids when you were doing this? Their age, they started at age eight and 10, which by the way, is the perfect age. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be much less than six. So I want to be much more than 14. There's this little window <laughs> between those where they're kind of self-sufficient and they're, you could tell I love being a dad, right? They're still willing to listen to you somewhat, right? right you know, I mean, my, my kids are age 17 and 18 now. So they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever dad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, you know, eight, between eight and 12, we'll just say at the time. And yeah, so they came with us on the second journey, which was absolute bliss, sur- surfing waves from the Canary Islands to Barbados, 22 days of surfing waves. Well, let's just say Christopher Columbus had a really good idea with his, with his <laughs> straight downwind, straight downwind. Go, go in the other direction, we went from St. Thomas to the Azores. And that was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, it was not fun. I would not recommend it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. So they were with us on the second round and I mean, it was just loads of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So just overcoming those five days was a, was a, a challenge, hey? Yeah. Just, just to, uh, thanks for bringing me back. I can kind of lose myself in the stories. Just being able to find that strength and pull it out from inside. Even if I didn't know that I had it, I was look, being looked upon as a leader and as a captain from others to be like, hey, you're in charge of this. What are we doing? How are we going to do this? And every day I had to make a decision, you know, we, to get across the ocean, sometimes we would, we, we didn't have a water maker. So we had a certain amount of fuel, a certain amount of water. Sometimes the wind and the current would blow us backwards. Uh-huh. But, well, should we use some fuel because we might run out of fuel, right? But, or should we just lay around and then we might run out of water, right? So there was always those, those choices and, you know, just making those decisions and, and standing by them, whether it's, it's a mistake or not, and just learning from it and just continuing to move on and believing in the self. So yeah, that was one of the, one of the biggest ones I've faced. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it really taught you something about yourself. For sure. Yeah. Just to believe. I think, I think about these trips as it's just the sea of belief is what I would say. Just finding that core belief because that's where it comes from, right? I mean, you don't see anyone do anything extraordinary without first believing in it and visualizing it. So, yes. Don't you think that's where experiential coaching, it, it can be so powerful. Like I was talking to Dave Yurichuk, who's another one of our free range coaches, and he was talking about how he just gently takes people to sort of their edge and not too much further beyond that. He doesn't want to over-challenge people. But when people, he tells this wonderful story of a guy who jumped up, who was afraid of heights and jumped off a 20 foot cliff and that overcoming that and doing that carried over into his, this person's life. Like it really made it, 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 that that person was then able to say, I can, I've faced obstacles before and I can, I can do this. Like it kind of expanded what they believed they, they could do. And I think it had that, that what you went through there had that kind of an impact on you as well? Yeah, absolutely agree. I mean, we can, we can draw from our wins, you know, when we push through our challenges and we get to the other side, like you said, it, it, it applies not just in that realm, but in, in many others. And, and it's almost subconscious. Like we don't know that it's applying elsewhere. 
but to, to find that core strength and overcome it, it, it just has this amazing ripple effect in the rest of our lives. Absolutely. So just a couple more questions. A question I like to ask, I almost, I've, I've thought at times about starting a whole podcast just on this question, <laughs> but what would you tell your younger self that you know now that you didn't know back then? So what would you tell your 20 to 25 year old self, or maybe you can go a little bit younger than that, 18 to 25 year old self that you know now that you didn't know back then? I would say be patient. And uh, try and believe in yourself. Just, just take, just care for the self. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, I, I ran myself really hard. Okay. Really, really, really hard. So, and just really, you know, the, the, the other big thing I would say would be equanimity. That's the big thing about the Enneagram 4 is this understanding, you know, these the strong emotions we, that, that us fours have, they almost can make us feel isolated. But the fact of the matter is that everybody has these sensations and feelings. And so it's just that, that understanding that we all, we're all in a certain sense, we're the same. So I mean, one, of, one of the things that really, another big thing taught me in traveling is whether you're in Morocco or whether you're, you know, in the U.S., you're in Europe, you're in Japan, you're in a different country, they speak a different language. Everybody wants the same basic things. They, they, wanna, they want clean food. They want clean water. They, they want rest. They want to take care of their offspring. They want a roof over their head. You know, there's just that equanimity that is, is there's solace in that. that. That's what I would tell myself, my younger self to my older self, if that makes sense. Yes. Say that word again. I missed it. What was it? There's solace. There's solace. Solace. All oh, okay. and in that, in that equanimity. Yes. Just understanding that we all have this common thread. Mm-hmm. For sure. Excellent. So you've done a lot of things. You've been involved in business. You've <laughs> done these amazing sailboat trips with your, your family. I'm just wondering if, as we wrap up, if you have a few tips from us from your area of coaching expertise. Tips is. Don't be afraid to get out there. Just, uh, you know, a phrase that I like to use when people ask me is, gosh, this is a really big move. Should I do this? And I kind of, as a truth teller, I break it down and here's my question. I say, well, how long will you be dead? Right? (laughs) Obviously it's tongue in cheek, but it's like, you know, who's going to drive? You can let fear drive or are you going to drive? Right? Fear can ride in the car, but don't let him steer. And take calculated risks and push your comfort zone is what I would say. Great. Great. So we'll put this in the show notes and that sort of thing, but how can people get in touch with you? Sure. So my website, www.napuatis.com and that's N-A-U-P-A-T-I-S.com. It is a new word, kind of like Google, not quite as well known. Notice that yet. So also the phone number is 720-324-1291. So again, that's 720-324-1291. That would reach me directly. And uh, certainly 
happy to meet any other opportunities. And I'm also open to joint ventures with other consultants and coaches so that we can co-create together. Oh, cool. What's the process for engaging you in coaching? Sure. So there's a free 30 minute call just to figure out if we're the right fit. Yeah. Right. And then after that, I've, depending on the engagement, I do have the NDA. I've got the the coaching agreement, of course, to sign. And then I, I've also got a, a Enneagram teaser out there where we can just do our Enneagram report and a one hour session for $179, which is a screaming deal. So that's my teaser that I've got going on now. And, and that kicks out a massive like 42 page report and it's yours. It's theirs to keep. So that's, that's part of it. Yeah. When it comes to Enneagram, figuring out your number and stuff like that, it really is good to go through it with someone else, isn't it? Like I, I, I know this course that we took, they kind of mocked us because we, I've done the test a few times uh, online. <laughs> yeah. and I always come out as a nine, so I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm in the nine. But anyways, it, it's helpful to go through one of these self-examination things that you're talking about, isn't it? Or a, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's very revealing. Absolutely, Rod. And I, I use the versus, so no one owns the Enneagram, right? It's a tool. The training and the program that I've gone through is through Integrative Nine. It's a South African company and they're into constant improvement. So they're always checking and double checking the data, making sure that it's that it's solid and improving it. And there's, that's where I've done my training and experience. And that's great that if anyone wants to do a free assessment and et cetera, oftentimes the old adage of you get what you pay for can come into play, right? So this, this version of the Enneagram with Integrative 9 is top notch. Uh, it's very clear. It's very concise. I just got a high level of consistency and reliability with it. So yeah, I would encourage anybody to check it out, whether it's through me or, or somewhere else, like any, anyone can go onto the integrative nine website and, and go ahead and do the, do the test. But it's really helpful to have a coach debrief to say, well, this is what it means. Here's how you can use it. Here's some blind spots. Here's some superpowers, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very helpful to have someone who's trained in it to debrief. You'll just get a lot more out of it. Like, for example, I'm looking at the sky, but if I look at it with an astronomer, or an astrologer, I'll see completely different things. <laughs> yeah. right? Same guy, yeah. but we'll, we'll see different things. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And the Enneagram can be used for growth or spiritual growth. Like it, it, you learn what your strengths and your, your weaknesses are, but it also provides you with things that you can work on, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It gives you territory to explore. And it also, the, the team format actually did the whole team training through Enneagram too. When it compiles everything, the whole team begins to have its own personality. Oh yeah. Right. And so there's to move forward together, you know, it's, it's just great to have that knowledge of, uh, Hey, here's a blind spots that, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And here's the superpowers. Here's what we're really good at. And I mean, there's, it's, it's certainly a lot more dynamic and complex than that, but just boiling it down. And also I'd imagine in a team situation, it would just really help you understand your teammates that like what, what motivates them and like, oh, that's why they're so like a three, that's why they're so achievement oriented and don't, you know, don't feel their feelings quite as much as everybody that I do as a four or, or a nine or whatever. Right. So it's, it's very, I can see it being very helpful and just, just to have that knowledge and that awareness of your teammates and what motivates them and why they, why they react and respond the way. 
Absolutely. I mean, one, one of the biggest dangers that any leader or, or teammate can make is to assume that everybody else is seeing and experiencing their world the same as they are. Yeah. And it's not true. And, and, and we all have triggers, right? Right. So, so I've learned that over the years too, with my own team on what, what the, what the triggers are. Uh, like you never tell a three that what they're doing just isn't good enough. Yeah. You know, not unless you want to fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll tell a two that, that, gosh, I just don't see you really pitching in, <laughs> you know? Right. It's yeah, there's certain ways and, you know, certain ways that, that we all experience the world and we sometimes we bury our own needs. Anyway, I, I could go on, but you're absolutely right. Just to have that. It's it's a tool to be used and it's multifaceted. Multi and I've got great personal success and experience with it with people that I've worked with as well as my own team. Right on. Well, thank you so much for taking this time today, Eric. And I look forward to getting to know you some more and spending time with you in the, in the membership activities of, of the free range coach group. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really appreciate the, the opportunity to speak with you and to, to be engaged in this way. And we will, we will continue. Thank you for listening to the free range coach podcast to connect with the free range crew. Join us at freerangecoach.com.